get ready to start taking notes. You are now in a masterclass. This is Revelations of an Entrepreneur with Junior Oganyemi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode. 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 I'm playing. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are. Revelations of an Entrepreneur. This is the second part of the series that I'm doing about building your dream team. Today, we're going to talk about how you can get your dream mentor. You do not want to miss this one. Woo! All right, so following on from the last episode, and if you didn't listen to the last episode, you need to go back and listen to that. It was all about haters and supporters, right? And actually seeing it from the right perspective, why people don't support you and how to get people to believe in you and and to support you. You know, your supporters are a key and pivotal part of your journey because they they cheer you on, they keep you going. But another key part of your journey is the mentors, the mentors that basically guide you. They take you along the journey. They take you along the right paths so you don't have to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Now, this is how important mentoring is, all right? I mentor people. The people that I mentor also mentor people. I have a mentor. My mentor has a mentor. (laughs) So hopefully you can see like along the chain, no matter what level you are, there's always someone at a higher level and there's always someone that you can learn from. And the people who progress the fastest are actually the people who have mentors that can show them the path, show them the way, and they can start to just speed through it all. All right. So this is the important thing about having a mentor. It doesn't matter what level you're at. You can be the CEO of whatever company. You need a mentor. Why? Because you can't just solve all the problems yourself, especially when sometimes you are the problem. Sometimes it's hard to see the issue and you are probably are part of the issue. You need someone who's been there, done that, made the same mistakes as you. They've gone ahead of time and they're basically saying, right, this is what you should do. This is how I see mentors. Mentors are basically, they're just like you, right? But they're you in the future. So you want to achieve a certain point. They've already achieved it. Now, the chances are because they're you in the future, they've made all the dumb mistakes that you're going to make. You can learn 50, 60 years worth of mistakes just by sitting down with someone, asking them the right questions over a cup of coffee. You can speed up by about 50 years just by reading somebody's book and seeing all the pitfalls that they went through and seeing where their mindset was and the mistakes that they made so you can learn from it. Life is a great teacher. I do believe that you should learn from your own mistakes, but it's even better to learn from other people's mistakes. Why? Because sometimes life's too short to learn from your own mistakes. You can't keep going through life just learning from your own mistakes. Sometimes you have to learn from people who've made those mistakes and say, all right, I don't want to feel that same pain. So let me just take heed. I'm going to listen to the mentor and I'm going to follow. But if you don't have a mentor, then there's no one that you can listen to. And your whole life is just basically experimenting and trying to figure your way out. And that can be very, very costly. You can break a lot of hearts along the way. You can damage your own heart. You can you can waste a lot of time. You can waste a lot of money. It just doesn't need to be done like that. There's a proper pathway to whatever you want to achieve, whether it's that weight loss that you want to achieve. Someone's done it. Whether it's that financial goal that you have, somebody's already achieved it. Whether it's that house you want to buy, whether it's those children, that type of children that you want to raise, whether it's that spouse that you want to have, somebody has achieved that exact same thing. Find that person. Get them to be your mentor. So this episode is all about how you're supposed to do that. So I'm going to be talking about how you can attract mentors, what type of people to look for and what to look for in a mentor, and, you know, where you're going to find them and, you know, possible alternatives to, to getting mentors. First of all, let's look at the areas of your life that you might need a mentor. It's not just in business, although it's great because you can make a lot of mistakes in business, but there's other areas of your life. Like, for example, I have a mentor in, in areas of my spiritual development and my faith. You know, people who 
are at a level spiritually and they've got a connection with God that I would only dream of having. And that's where I follow them in terms of, right, what's your daily routines? What's the books that you read? Where's your mindset? At? How do you make decisions that aligns you with that? Because that's where I aspire to be. I also have mentors in areas of family goals. You know, people who I see the way that they love their children. I see the way that they love their spouses. I see the way that people honor them, the people around them respect them. And it's like, wow, I want to be just like that person one day. What is it that they're doing that I'm not doing in my own household so that I can create that same household? And you know what? Mentors don't have to necessarily be people who are older than you. Get that myth out of the way. Some of your mentors can be people who are younger than you. The most important thing is that they've been where you haven't been. So a lot of the people I mentor are probably twice my age, right? They're twice my age, but they haven't achieved what I've achieved. Not for any fault of their own. It could be for all sorts of reasons. But the whole point is I've achieved something that they still haven't achieved yet, but they're capable of achieving. And that's why I mentioned them. A lot of the people who I seek her advice from, they're much younger than me. I remember when I was literally thinking about just starting this podcast, I had to go to someone who was like 10 years younger than me, but they've been doing really, really well on podcasting. They've been doing really, really well building their YouTube channel. And I was getting all the tips and tricks, right? So it's not about age. It's more about experience. They specialize in a particular field and you want to also specialize in it. So they're ahead of you. And for that reason, humble yourself and learn from them. All right. So, you know, I've talked about family, faith, also in your finances. That's also a good area to, to get a mentor. All right. I hope you guys are writing this down, by the way. <laughs> okay. Your family, your faith, your finances. Think about your future. Look at people who set goals and achieve goals. They clearly know something about predicting the future. They clearly know something about aligning themselves for where they want to be. And guess what? We're all moving into some kind of future. You want to actually start to create a vision for yourself. So start to find mentors or people who are really good at that, creating visions for themselves and see how they do it. And also your fitness as well. You see your fitness is another key area in terms of what you want to look like. You can try to do like the whole gym thing all on your own, but you know it, it's nothing can compare to when you actually have a coach that's guiding you or a fitness instructor that's actually showing you the routines and they're, they're correcting your form. That one hour that you're training with a PT is probably the best session you've ever done compared to, I don't know, maybe four hours that you trained on your own because it was focused. You had somebody that was watching you and correcting your path every single step of the way. And that's the advantage you get a lot more impact and you save a lot more time. And it's essentially, you actually do save a lot more money by having someone that's guiding you along the journey. So if you're not happy with the results that you're getting in any of those areas of your life, be it family, fitness, faith, finance, or your future, remember what I always say, to do something new, you must become someone new. So find a mentor and become like them. Do everything that they tell you to do. Just follow the path. Even if you don't understand it, that's fine. I'm actually going to talk about like seven steps in terms of what you should be doing and, and the type of person that you should be. And one of them is going to be being teachable. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But being teachable is I might not understand it fully yet, but I'm open to learning. And that's what being teachable is. I'm open to being shaped. I'm open to being molded. So since we're here already, let me go straight into the seven steps. So here's the first step. And this is the steps for who you should start to become the type of person that is a good mentee. And whenever I meet people that have all these seven qualities, I can't help but, you know, want to mentor them. I, I, I know that they're going to do great things. And this is what makes a really good mentee. So if you become a good mentee, you attract a good mentor. All right. So the first one, like I mentioned, is being teachable. The second one is about being prepared. Always be prepared for the mentor. I'm sure you've all heard that saying, when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. 
And that's that's so true, especially in the, in the areas of mentorship. You have to be ready for mentorship. You have to be ready that understanding that that mentor is not your friend. They're there to push you. They're there to challenge your thinking. You have to be prepared to give up your old way of thinking if you're going to take on a new way of thinking. And this is sometimes the big barrier. This is subconsciously why people start to self-sabotage when it comes to mentoring. They know they're going to have to give up on their old ideologies, their old habits, their old way of thinking. And some habits are just die hard. You have to be prepared to say, do you know what? If the mentor is saying that this is something I can't have in my life or this type of people are toxic for me, I'm going to have to be prepared to take on that advice, at least, at least examine it. You have to be prepared for the mentorship. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be a lot required of you. So in addition to being teachable and being prepared, you've got to be remarkable as well. A good mentee is remarkable. As in, whenever you are set any challenge, you have to outdo that challenge. I remember when I was 16 and one of my earliest mentors, he said, hey, we're going to meet. We used to meet every Friday and he said, "Okay, we're going to meet next Friday and I want you to come and bring a blue pencil. And I was like, huh? Bring a blue pencil? That didn't make no sense. But I thought, no, nothing, nothing to it. I came the next week and I forgot my pencil. He sent me back home. I'm like, what? What do you you mean sending me back home? I I came all the way up here for the mentoring and and you've just sent me back. What? Why? And I came prepared. I came with my box, came everything. He said, no, you, you you didn't have the blue pencil. I asked you. I'm like, okay, cool, fine, whatever. I went home, quite angry, didn't quite understand it. I thought this guy's crazy. And he told me next week, come back with your blue pencil. So the next week I came prepared. I came back with three pencils. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right, here I am. Here's your pencils that you want. I don't know why you want so many pencils. And he looks at the pencils and they were all the same pencils. Do you know those yellow and black pencils? Yeah, I had three of those. And he said, nope, go back home. I'm not working with you today. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I really couldn't believe it. I was like, why? What? Because they're not blue. Like, yep, they're not blue. I, asked, I specifically asked for a blue pencil. And we were just going back and forth. I was like, look, well, what do you need the blue pencils for? And eventually he managed to get through to me. And, and, and I learned that it wasn't about the pencil. It was about the attention to detail. He was testing to see how remarkable I actually was. And you know what? Maybe that was a, a, a bit of a harsh test. But it taught me something. I took everything and I examined it. Everything he told me, I did it down to the T. If he said, I want you to write a 500 word essay, I made sure it was 500 on the dot. And this started to produce something in me called excellence. Whenever I took that into every other area of my life, I wasn't just trying to be vague with my achievements. I was trying to be very, very specific because I felt the pain of traveling twice in two weeks in a row and being turned away because I never paid attention to detail. That one lesson alone has paid dividends over and over and over and over in my life. Every little bit of my life is even right down to when I bought my dream house. I paid careful attention to all the detail. I study things carefully. I'm very meticulous with all the decisions I make. And it all boils down to that moment of mentorship where I had to be outstanding. I had to be remarkable. I couldn't just be average. I wasn't content with being average. The mentor wasn't content with me being average. He has to produce greatness in me. And that's a true story. And and, and I literally take that to everything I, I do. So I always tell people, you know, be remarkable. If they say that the deadline is next Friday, make sure you get it by Monday. Make sure you get it by, by Monday. So you've still got five days to chill while everyone else is panicking. If they say that, do you know what? On average, most people's businesses might raise about 100,000. You be the business that raises 300,000. Do something crazy. Push yourself. Be very, very remarkable with everything you do and be intentional with how remarkable you're going to be. 
So, and also another thing is, this is basic manners, just be considerate. Be considerate that most mentor and mentee relationships is that the mentor is giving up their time. They could be doing all sorts of other things with that time and they could be working with all sorts of other people. You are chosen, not necessarily because you're super special, but probably because you're probably the most considerate of their time. You respect their time, you understand their time, you value their time, which means when you're sitting in front of them, you're not spending that one hour chatting away. You're spending that one hour writing notes and listening. You let them chat. Be considerate because you're the one that needs to learn from them. If you're chatting, 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 you've wasted your own hour. And guess what? They're going to be like, well, I didn't actually do much mentoring. I just sat there and listened. And this is not what I came here for. I don't want to sit here and listen to your problems. I want to sit here and give you solutions. So you write down and take notes and you let me do the chat. And that's what a good mentor would say to you. So you have to be considerate of the time. Don't just start to waste their time. Also, make sure that you are committed. You have to be fully committed. The mentor-mentee relationship is not a transaction. You're not going to see them once. It's a relationship. You want to start to grow with them. I've had people who were my mentors and I've grown with them to now they're my peers. And we're in the same industry and we're working together and we're doing joint ventures together. And, and I love it because I look back and I was like, this, this is the person who, who literally raised me. I've also mentored people who they've grown up to work for me to the point where now they're even business partners with me and they used to be my mentees. So it's a relationship. This is why you have to be committed to that person. <laughs> it's almost like a marriage. It might be a brotherhood that you create. It might be a sisterhood. It might be a, a mother-daughter relationship. It could form into so all sorts of things in the future, but you have to be committed to it. Don't just see it as, oh, this is a short-term thing. I just need to get the information I get and then I can go. That's not what a good mentee does. That's not how a good mentee approaches it. It's a relationship. And just like all things, relationships require commitment. They require focus. They require work. They require good communication. This is all the good qualities of a good mentor-mentee relationship. So if you have people who you genuinely call your mentors, you should be able to engage with them the same way you'd engage with a parent. The same way you, you know, you'll go to a parent and ask for advice or you'll go to an older brother and ask for advice. This is the type of relationship that you have. You've probably gone through all the dark times together. And you've gone through all the highs together. That's a good mentor-mentee relationship. Not just, oh yeah, I bumped into this one person, I asked them a question and they gave me an answer and then I never speak to them again. That's not a true mentor. So let's quickly recap for those who are taking notes. You've got to be teachable, number one. You've got to be prepared, number two. You've got to be remarkable, number three. You've got to be consistent, number four. And you've got to be committed, number five. Now, number six is you've got to be active. I hate it when I'm working with a mentee and I set them an assignment, right? And then they come back, let's say two weeks, a month, or maybe even a couple, couple months later, and nothing has happened. I mean, wait, you, you had a couple months to put it in action. Do you think I told you this just, just to kill time? No, I, I want to see results. You've got to be active. If your nutritionist told you to go and eat certain foods or go and to change your diet or at least try a new diet, they're trying to work with you on a plan. They're not just trying to kill that, that hour of time that you were paying them for. They're working with you on a plan. Now, if you're not active in that period of time before you meet them next time, you've just wasted that whole two weeks. You didn't waste an hour. You wasted two weeks because guess what? You're still going to have to go back to do that same assignment. They're taking you on a step-by-step -step path. If you haven't done step seven and then you come back the next week and you say, all right, let's move on to step eight. No, 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 no. We're going to go back to step seven. You didn't just waste an hour. You wasted a whole week. This is why being active is great. In fact, you should actually be ahead of the curve. You should be ahead of what the mentor is about to assign you. In addition to being remarkable, 
if the mentors told you to go out there and make 10 sales calls, being remarkable means that you, you've gone out there and you've made 20 sales calls. You know, you've gone beyond the call of duty. But being active means that you picked up the phone that same day and you started making at least, at least that one. You started that very, very day. You didn't just say, oh, you know, what? I'm going to do the 20 calls. I'm going to be remarkable, but I'm going to do it when I feel like. That's not active. That's lazy. Mentors want to see results. So you've got to be very, very active. And finally, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be consistently consistent. Sometimes some people, they test your cons- consistency. They, they test how bad you really, really want it. So if a mentor says, yeah, do you know, I'm going to think about it. I'm probably going to work with you. I don't know. Knock on their door again. They say, oh, this person's bugging me. Knock on their door again. Keep knocking the door. Send them another email. You know, call their phone. Well, if they give you their number, <laughs> you know, but basically be consistent. Show them how bad you want this. Show them how, how hungry you are. Don't just be annoying. There's a difference between being annoying and being consistent. Someone is annoying. has been told no, and they just keep coming back. So you're not changing your strategy, but someone is consistent. You can see that they're serious. They're demonstrating it. Remember last time when I said last week, I talked about if you want people to support you, you've got to demonstrate why they should support you. This is what you have to do to a mentor. You have to demonstrate why that person should mentor you over every other person who's also asking for their mentorship. All right. So you have to be consistent with that. Don't just say, oh, my days, this person said no to me. So I'm never going to find a good mentor because this is the only person that I wanted. No, keep knocking on other people's doors. Maybe get someone else who can mentor you until you get that dream mentor who might might not even be available at that point in time, but they'll probably be available later. But keep pushing, keep being consistent. Just because you didn't get the mentor that you wanted, it doesn't mean the principles of mentorship doesn't work. Just go find out somebody else who who's, is similar in their field and just keep going and keep knocking on, on, on different doors. Eventually, you're going to get someone who says, yeah, do you know what? I see your passion. I see your commitment. I see that you're teachable. I see that you're prepared. I see that you're considerate. I see that, you know, you're remarkable. I see that you're committed to this. I see that you're active. I'll mentor you. Right? So you've got to be consistent with it. So just to give you guys a few tips and ideas, where do I go out and find these mentors? You know, well, a great place is, is networking events. You've got to push yourself out there and you have to say that you're actively looking for a mentor. Nobody just says, oh, I'm going to come out here and mentor. No, no, you have to put, it's almost that like you're, you're advertising that you're, you're available for work. On your CV, you'll say, yeah, I'm available. You'll be handing out your CVs. You're actively doing this. Same thing for mentorship. You know, when, when people are like looking for relationships, what do they do? They change all their social status to say, hey, I'm single. I'm dead to this. Like literally they make it part of their identity, you know, whether they're single or married or whatever it is. But why are they doing that? Because they're sending signals out to people who might be snooping and, or might be bumping into their accounts accidentally and say, oh, I'm quite interested in this person. I wonder what they're doing. Oh, look, they're single you're basically making an invitation for somebody to slide into your dms right do the same thing if you want mentorship put it out there i want mentorship rather than saying i'm single or i'm vegan start identifying yourself as somebody who needs and that you've identified and you recognize that you need mentorship honestly mentors or people who are happy to mentor they'll contact you and say what area do you want mentorship in even if the mentor doesn't find you maybe another mentee We'll say, hey, do you know what? I can introduce you to my mentor. He's, he's really great or she's really great in this particular field. I've noticed that you said that you want mentorship in your in your LinkedIn bio. So um, I want to introduce you to my boss because he, he mentored me and he got me to this level. Put it out there. Make yourself known that this is something that you're looking for in this stage of your life. You actually want a mentor. Other places, you know, you can go to networking events. You can see the speaker. Sometimes you go to see the speaker and you actually really like what they said. Just wait at the end you know, line up, maybe buy their books or wait for them, ask them a few questions at the end. Once everyone's gone, ask them, hey, do you do mentorship? Just put it out there. Do you do any mentoring? Can I follow you around? Can I support you? Is there any way that I can add value to you? 
you have to always you know look ways to reciprocate you can also go online as well i remember when i was first developing an app way 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 back and i didn't know anything about app development but i went online and i read some of the best articles on building apps and there was one particular person in silicon valley who was writing really really great articles all i did i went to the bottom of the article and i saw their their twitter handle and their email so i quickly jumped on twitter contacted the person and said, hey, I've just read your article here. Sounds really good. I wonder if I can have a chat with you. About 30 minutes later, he, he sent me a direct message and says, hey, here's my email. Let's get in touch. Simple. We started a mentor-mentee relationship and he's all the way in Silicon Valley and I'm, I'm, in, I'm in London. And he taught me all the things I needed to do and he guided me and saved me about £50,000 worth of cost that I would have just wasted in terms of building my app. It was really, really useful. And all I did is just go online and within 30 minutes, I was having a direct conversation with him. This is the power of the internet. This is the power of the resources that we have around us. And what are we using it for? You know, we're wasting it. So you have to start to understand that the people that you need, they're not even six degrees away right now. You can literally just go and search them, find out who's a specialist in their field and you can connect with them. And within 30 minutes, they've sent you a reply back. They're, they're at your fingertips. The phone that you're listening to this the, this uh, podcast on right now, you can use the exact same phone and you can contact a mentor as I'm speaking. This is how powerful it is. So there's no reasons for you guys to make any excuses. So just in summary, I'm going to give you the do's and the don'ts. All right. So these are the do's. When you are in that mentor-mentee relationship, always come up with a list of questions. It's your responsibility to have at least 10 questions. So remember what I said about maximizing the mentor's time. Have as many questions as possible. So you have all your list of questions because that's how it's going to be valuable for you. And that's really what the mentor wants. The mentor wants to help you as much as possible. Always be prepared to reciprocate. Sometimes my mentees, they pay for my time. Now, I don't charge them what I would normally charge a typical client because that'll be extortionate and it's not that type of relationship. But they will pay for the time because they're demonstrating to me that they value the time. They're demonstrating to me that they value the time more than the money. And that's a form of demonstration. Sometimes they might not have to pay for the time, but they'll pay with their own time. So I might get them to do some work for me or, or I might get them to, to travel with me. Put it this way, there's always going to be a sacrifice. There's going to be something that they have to reciprocate in order. And this is what a good relationship is about. Whenever I meet with my mentors, um, my mentor always tells me when and where to meet. And it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I have to drop everything else and I'll, I'll make sure I'm available. That's the sacrifice I make. Sometimes I've had to cancel events with close family members just because this is the only date that my mentor is made available. But I honor him for that. And because I honor him, I'm going to honor his wishes, even if it's not convenient for myself. Even if I have to sort of say no to a few friends and stuff like that, this is the only date my, my mentor is available. So this is the only date I'm going to be available. I don't tell my mentor to come and meet me. I go and meet him. These are the simple things that you do just to reciprocate and show that you value his or her time. And finally, make sure you seize the opportunity. Seize every single opportunity that the mentor gives you. The mentor might do an introduction for you to somebody else that is, is a, maybe a high net worth individual. Don't just let that introduction go cold. Seize it. Right, jump onto it. The mentor might say, hey, I'm going to line up a, an opportunity for you to, to get your foot in, in, in this industry. Don't say, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, and, and not actually seize the opportunity because it costs them a lot. Sometimes it's costing the mentor their reputation. Literally, you're standing on their shoulders. You're standing on the shoulders of giants, and not many people get that privilege. So you want to make sure that you honor that opportunity just by seizing it. That's all you have to do. Walk into the door that they open for you. Don't be the person who somebody opened the door for you and you're still sitting there moaning and moaning and moaning and moaning why you can't go in there, or you're still sitting there having imposter syndrome, or you're still sitting there doubting yourself. The door is open. 
it took a lot for that mentor to open that door for you. You might just think it's a simple introduction, but what that mentor did, they put their neck on the line so that you can have an opportunity. Now it's for you to go out there and prove yourself. Now, these are the don'ts, okay? Don't try to do it all yourself. The whole purpose of having a mentor is that you've got someone that you can go to for answers. Don't try to do it all, you, all on your own. You just make yourself look silly that you've got a mentor there and you're still trying to figure it all out on your own. Be humble. If you have to ask questions over and over and over again just to understand it, do it. And that's what they're there for. It's almost like jumping out of an airplane and you're not bothered to use your parachute. The parachute is there for a reason so that you have a safe landing. Use it. All right. The mentor is there for a reason. Make sure you use him and use her whenever they're available. All right, so don't be that person who thinks that I have to try to do all on my own, I have to be self-made. No, no, no. The mentor is there to guide you. Be humble. Ask those questions that you need to ask. Don't be scared that there's a silly question. Also, don't try to get something for nothing. All right. Nobody owes you anything. All right? Even if somebody is paying back to society, they don't owe you nothing. They owe you absolutely nothing. So don't feel entitled to, to it and don't try to get something for nothing. The amount of people who I've seen who's like, they've come to me and said, hey, Junior, can I get a copy of your book for free? I'm like, why Why would I give it to you for free? I worked hard to write this, oh, but I haven't got any money. I haven't got any. Would you go to Nike and say, oh, I haven't got any money. Can I get your trainers for free? No, you wouldn't do that. But you want to come to me and you want to you want to get some of my resources for free. Don't try. Don't be that person. It's, it's very insulting. You know, show that you value it. Don't try to get something for nothing. Nobody owes you anything. It doesn't matter what your circumstance is. Doesn't matter how how sad your story is. Nobody owes you anything. And yes, people will reach out their hands and help you because they're nice people, but they're not entitled to do that. Please remember that. Right? So don't bother trying to get anything for free. And finally, don't make excuses. If you have a mentor there, that's your gateway. It's your gateway to speed up time. Do not make other excuses. Anything that you can make an excuse for, I guarantee that your mentor can find a solution for. If you're a good mentor, they'll be able to help you find a solution. So do not make excuses. Don't sit in front of a mentor with all your millions of excuses. It just shows that you don't really, really want it. So I'm going to leave it there. Hopefully that's hit home and hopefully you've learned something new. Hopefully your mind has been shifted and shaped and hopefully you're becoming a better version of yourself. That's my prayer and that's where I wish for you guys. And you know, it'll be a sin for me to talk all this time about mentorship and not offer or extend my own mentoring services. So do you know what? If anybody writes a nice review on any of the podcasting platforms that you are listening to on, send me a screenshot of that review and I'll offer you 30 minutes free mentoring and let's see what where we can take this relationship. So that's my offer extended to every single person who's listened to this. All you have to do is find me, send me a screenshot on all the socials. It's JR underscore entrepreneur, or you can hit me up if you have my email or I'm on LinkedIn, Junior Ogiemi. You'll be able to find me if you really want to, <laughs> but send me a screenshot of the review that you wrote and I'll reach out to you and I'll offer you your free 30 minutes of one-to-one mentoring. So I wish you guys all the very, very best of luck. See you guys very soon. Peace.